there, cats and kittens. Welcome to Bold Nights Out, the premier podcast about things to do in and around Pittsburgh. Get the scoop on where to eat, drink, and get seen. Stay tuned. Hey, cats and kittens. Welcome. It is our 78th episode of Bold Nights Out. 78 episodes already. Wow. I'm already tired of ya. Jeez. Just wait till we hit 100. What are we doing for 100? I don't know. We'll probably have to have a little live broadcast, little party, some fun, maybe. What do you think? Sounds like plan to me. Do we you think do that. so? Where do we want to do it at then? I don't know. We're going to have to start to shop around. Yes. Yeah. How does everybody think about that? Does everybody want us to do like a live show for a 100th? That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? It would. I wish we had a studio audience to, like, say yes or no. Like, yay! Like, clap now. Like, level of applause. Like, no, we don't want... The applause-o-meter? Like, the applause-o-meter. Like, no, we don't want a live show. Yes, we want a live show. Yay! Yay, we do want a live show. Okay, that wins. Yay! Okay. So, anyways, um, what are we up to this week? About six foot two twenty and fat and happy because I just ate some like home cooked chicken parmesan. Ah, well, I meant more like what are we doing on the blog and the podcast? Oh, well, on the podcast we're gonna talk to these good folks about some good brew we're gonna be drinking here. Uh, a restaurant that we're gonna be visiting tomorrow. Well, so. that's the thing is coming up. By the time you hear this. Go back and look at our Instagram for our visit to um, Fogo de Chao. Um, this is a private event on Thursday night that's only media and press. So we'll be going and trying out a new Brazilian steakhouse. They are a chain, but they are bringing a huge buzz because the closest one is Washington, D.C. Yeah. So this is like a huge deal. So... Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Well, uh, Bold Sports is going strong. Uh, we're going to be recording. We're in the middle of playoff like craziness we're... right now. Yeah, and the worst part is, is is Matt and I are both working our asses off <laughs> to even really enjoy it. I mean, he works in the TV industry, and he's covering a lot of the sports. And, uh, oh, jeez, I dropped And them. I'm in the bar industry, so you know what that does. It brings people out to uh, watch the games. So, True. You know, I had my clock out slip here somewhere. I think 53 some odd hours last week. Uh, I'm off today and tomorrow. I mean, our schedule runs weird. I mean, yes. My schedule runs Thursday through Wednesday. Like, so what basically, the fuck is you're that exhausted. Shit? Yeah. I got out. Oh, what else? We, oh, we got. Uh, I got out and got to hit some golf balls at the range today. Yeah, you did. I did. Um, yeah, we did. We had a uh, the first beautiful weekend of the season this past weekend, and it was spoiled because of responsibility. <laughs> um, if you were with us this, over this last week, you saw that we also visited Farm to Table. We did go to so Farm to Table. So I hope that, that you guys awesome. got to see our um, Facebook or our Instagram from um, our uh, trip to the Farm to Flask event, where we got some great brews and some great food, and... I came home pretty tipsy and also my purse full of barbecue sauce. Well, I took the first bag of barbecue sauce 
with me in the car to work. Which only had two bottles. Well, no, it had more than two bottles. I had more in than it. two bottles than that. But you came home with more bottles of barbecue sauce and rubs. Meat rubs, meat guys, rubs. not like rub rubs. Yeah, meat like rubs. I didn't get rubbed out by a guy at the farm mm. to flask. You were tipsy enough you could have and you would have not known it. <laughs> I was, I got, but I I got, got to try. I got to try every single booth, which was like, oh, free sample of rum, free sample of wine, free sample of beer. Like, sure. Just you know, I, like, I, I got in the rounds. I got to come home from work at 1 a.m. and Amanda's like, I pulled a you. <laughs> Like, what's that supposed to mean? You're like, I got tipsy and then drank some more. <laughs> and then I, I took did. the tea and then I took the tea home. I did. <laughs> I was bad. After all that alcohol, I still went out and I went to Parmani Brothers and ate a sandwich, which was really bad of me. You've been doing so good. You had a very big cheat day that day. I know, I had a very big cheat day. Anyways, so that's what we're up to. What are we drinking tonight? We've got two local beers tonight. Not one, but two locale beers. So, you want me to start or you start? I'll start because I've already had a couple sips Yours of this. Yours just smells like so much coffee. It's unbelievable. It is. Well, I mean, uh, it is from Hitchhiker Brewing. I've been drinking a lot of their beer lately, and now it's just because we live down the street. Um, they're canning, so I can get it. I don't have to go to the brewery to get it. I can pop into, uh, you know, local bottle shop or even Whole Foods or Giant Eagle ha or Market District has it. Um, you know, a uh, couple bottle shops have it. I I've even I've even seen it on tap at some other uh, restaurants and bars around. Um, but I picked up from our friends at Bruce Brothers on um, Mount Lebanon Boulevard, and you got yours. From our friends at Bruce Brothers on Mount Lebanon Boulevard as well. And you'll talk about that in a minute. Well, yes. Uh, well, you got a couple. I got a combo in between from the actual brewery and from Bruce Brothers. So, yes. um, yeah. Do you, what are you drinking? I'm now? drinking Hitchhikers Double Shakes. Which just smells like an entire it's, cup uh, of coffee. So, they make a Shakes, which is a uh, coffee porter. This is the Double Shakes, which is an Imperial coffee porter. Uh, anything I see Imperial on, I'm like, oh, I got to try that because it's usually higher in ABV. And this one's 8.6%. Uh, as I was pouring this out of the 16-ounce Tallboy can, I was like, wow, wake up and smell that coffee because you know what? This is straight, straight Colombian roast. <laughs> like... It's just like for a person who doesn't like coffee, how do you feel about it? Because you don't drink coffee. Like me, I'm like, oh, coffee, 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 coffee. Like I don't feel myself until what's, I actually wake up. What's weird in the is I like like coffee flavored beers and coffee flavored stuff like that. I can't drink just a cup of coffee or hot coffee or cold brew or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you drink a cup of coffee in the six years we've been together. No, you I've, just I've can't had do it. I've had the the lattes, and I've had Americanos. Oh, that's where, that is kind of true. You like caramel macchiatos. I like macchiatos, and I like the lattes, and I like Americanos, but it's like... Well, Americanos are straight coffee. Well, yeah. They're shots of espresso with hot water. Yeah. But, I mean... It, you like lattes, mistos, and caramel macchiatos. Yeah, Those uh, are, like, your yeah. favorites. But for this being... This is a straight in-your-face, like, you could wake up and 
You could probably take this into work and tell your boss it's cold brew coffee and they would not know the <laughs> fucking difference. We do not encourage that, folks. We don't need people losing their jobs over this. Shit, I encourage everything. I'm an enabler. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, I mean, just the smell off this alone is just straight coffee. There's no other, there's no other scents coming in here. And then you give it a taste and it's, mmm. Yep. Straight coffee, malty, flavorful little little tobacco in there, little um, woodiness. Okay. Um, malt malt flavor, malt forward, or malt on the backside, but you're still it's sincerely overpowered by coffee. Um, I will probably not purchase this beer again. Um, personally, it's good for what it is. It's it's great. It's a little thin. Again, it's a porter, not a stout. Um, so, okay. I'm glad I tried it. I'm glad I, you know, I'm always down mm -hmm. for trying different brews. And you know what? It's good for what it is. It's not my cup of coffee, <laughs> beer. So there. All right, and I have our Tres Blonde Ale. Um, a little bit of secret about me. Um, if you've been kind of Wondering the toughest thing I've had to do lately was I went no red meat and gluten-free. Well, um, gluten-free as much as possible. As much as possible. Um, we're, like, I mean, I had a slip-up and had a Permanente brother sandwich. Am I allergic? No. I'm finding that I'm cranky all the time and I'm exhausted. And I'm starting to think it is food-based related. Um, uh, so I need to lose some weight and I need to change my diet. The first thing they cut out was gluten and red meat. Um, and almost all the sweets. Like, I'm down to just, like, one sweet a day. Um, where it was, like, religious, like, candy bar for a snack, two desserts, and then, like, a candy bar before bed. So, um, my first trip to Bruce Brothers, I'm gluten-free. Um, I was like, I'm not going to get anything. And he, uh, was adamant on showing me the gluten-free area. <laughs> so Dave's like, Hey, you gotta check this out. I have a whole bunch of gluten-free so beer. I skipped over the session IPA by Archeros that he had a four pack of, and I got the Glutenberg, which is like a generic, like it tastes, uh, tastes like a watered down Guinness, um, stout instead. And then... He came out of the back and he's like, here, you have to try this. Let me know. And it was the Blondale. Um, then fast forward a week and we went to farm to table. Fast forward a couple days. A couple days <laughs> to the farm to flask. And our tourist had a table there. Um, got to talking to my good friend, Corinne, who is, um, we worked together on another project years ago. Um, when she was marketing for the Carrie Furnace Group, Rivers of Steel. Yes. And we did a huge story about them a few years ago. Um, she is now marketing for our churros. So she's also a fellow Pittsburgh beer lady. So we were talking and she um, offered me up a four-pack, two sessions and two blondes. So I took them. Um, I also tried free samples of the session which it is completely a hammock beer. It is a hammock and pool beer. Um, you can lay there in the sunshine and sip it all day long. It's really, well, really good. I also, for me, being the beer nerd that I am, I've tried a couple different gluten-free beers. 
I also have found that most gluten-free brews are not very high in ABV. No. Um, this one most is 4.5. Yeah, most of them are between 4 and 5%. This is made with millet and quona. Quinoa. Quinoa. Sorry. Yeah, Amanda's French and Italian is very funny. <laughs> um, so, um, this is made here in Pittsburgh in Emsworth, which is also a fun fact. That's where I grew up. Yes. So this is actually right where I grew up, uh, and it's nice, and it's all their beers are gluten-free. So in the coming, uh, probably in the next month or so, we're going to get a tour of the brewery, and um, we're going to be sampling a little bit more. We'll probably do the session next week on the air, but today we're trying the blonde ale. And I will tell you that it's nice and smooth. It's rich in taste but it's like relaxing in taste i might have killed my like uh flavor palette here drinking this double shakes imperial porter but let me give this a little try here it does have a unique nose to it i mean it tastes like beer but it doesn't taste like a strong beer like, I had this at Farm to Flask, and then I turned around and had a yingling afterwards. They're going after a wheat style, I guess, you know, with it being a blonde. The last blonde I had was a bucko blonde from North yeah. Country. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's citrusy. A little lemony. Um, I like it a lot. I could probably it's drink this the, very... It's heavy in the lemon. You know what I'm noticing? I can reach. I can drink this very smoothly. Like it's nothing that's like, like. It's not like I've been those. out of beer for a while now. Like I've been so heavy into wine and cocktails that I've. This is honestly like the first beer I've had in what probably two months. Probably. Probably like two. Well, or three what's months. funny is is all the beer I drink, and and Amanda did drink really good beer, and she and her and I go to breweries and just get it. I haven't and, been in the mood. And then. And then I, but the worst part is I'd hand you something that I know you liked because you liked the Fords and that's really good. And then you're like, oh, that's horrible. How can you drink that? I'm like, check your untapped, bitch. You liked it. <laughs> like, you know, like, come on. Like, how can you tell me that, you know, your flavor, you know, something's flavor, happening with my flavor palette. Something's happening that your flavor palette's changing. And but you know I'm what? liking this a lot. You know what? She's a lot more fun on cocktails. <laughs> I'm going to get beat. Tequila makes my clothes come off. Is that what you're insinuating? Mm, so does whiskey and vodka and gin. <laughs> wine and, and wine. gin. <laughs> Enough beer. Uh. <laughs> it takes a lot more beer than it does cocktails, though, if you think about it. <laughs> it is true. All right. So long story short, this is a great beer. I really like it. If you are gluten-free and you're looking for something local, Arturis is the way to go. Um, located in Emsworth. So they are bottling. Uh, yeah. Are they canning too or just bottling? Just bottling. Just bottling. Um, from you, what I could see. And then you can go to the brewery and of course Growlerfill and so forth. Absolutely. Do they have a, uh, do they have a, a, a brew pub where you can sit and chill and drink? Um, I don't know. Or is it we'll just... Miss, we'll find that out when we go out for a tour in a couple weeks. So I gotta get that all situated, but we're gonna go out for a tour. Yeah, we'll go out for a tour. You know? Oh. We haven't done a full brewery tour in a long time. We've done all these like brewery pieces where we've gone and sat and had drinks, but we haven't done a full 
fledged tour in a long time. So yes. I think it's about time we did that. Um, Especially right. because it's a gluten-free brewery and you got to see how they operate to be... Pretty and much. They have, to, they have to operate a lot different than the regular breweries where they just... You know, they'll, they'll lay billets of... Of malt next to billets of hops, and next to this, and next to that. So, gluten free brewery to be certified gluten free has to uh, follow a lot of standards. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we're gonna say where to eat. This place is opening on the twenty third, so on Monday. So, if you're hearing this over the weekend, this is not open yet, but you might as well make your reservations now for Fogo de Chao. We are going tomorrow night for the press <sighs> event, and I'm just. You know, Brazilian steak, I, you know, I'm going to eat Amanda Share red meat, uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, I am going to eat some chicken and stuff, so don't you're even You're going to eat whatever think they put in front not. of you. And you're, yeah, you're, pretty much. You're going to taste it at least. All right, so I've got some more information here. So they have a few different experiences. The full Fogo experience is traditional prefix menu, includes all premium and classic cuts, Plus the seasonal market table and Fiji Fijota Bar. I see. You're butchering shit again. Fayota. Fayota Bar, which includes seasonal salads, imported charcuterie, and cheeses, fresh vegetables. What's that word again? Charcuterie? No, Fijota. Fayota? Fayota. Um, traditional black bean stew and family style service of Brazilian side dishes. Um, there's also the Brazilian Cuts for $39. It's continual service of the most popular beef, chicken, lamb, and porks of Brazil. Pork cuts of Brazil with the market table and bar and Brazilian sides. And then a select cut, which is guest chooses from one of fire-roasted meat to accompany the market table and bar and Brazilian sides. In addition, there are some lunch options. There's a weekday lunch starting at $15, which is the table, the market table, the bar, plus family-style serving of Brazilian side dishes. Family guests may choose to add a single selection of fire-roasted meat for under $25 or have the full uh, churca? I don't know that word. Where you at? Churcasco? Experience. Churrasco? Yeah, there's also a full weekend, full a Brazilian brunch, weekend Brazilian brunch. Weekend feast with family and friends includes Churrasco experience combined with a market table, fresh seasoned fruits, Greek yogurt, and special Brazilian inspired breakfast items like Piau de Queijo. Egg bake and braised rib hash. What? <laughs> Guests can enjoy made-to-order... Caparinas. Caparinas and classic American brunch cocktails with Brazilian twitch, such as... I... Cachaya Bloody Mary and passion fruit mimosas. Now that I'm down for. Passion fruit mimosas? Woo-wee. I hope our friend Rodrigo listens to this and just laughs at you the whole I time. I hope he does, too. Um, bar Fogo. Um, there's a bar menu. There's a seafood. And then there's group and private dining. 
um, wine, an award-winning wine list, extensive craft cocktail menu, and a tempting dessert menu. A dining experience for all ages, children six and under can enjoy complimentary dining. Ages seven to twelve dine at half price. Um, so yeah, they are a chain. They run everywhere from Brazil up the coast, basically up the east coast. Um, this is in the former Saks Fifth Avenue in downtown on Oliver Avenue. Oh, that's where they built it. Is that the new hotel right there? It is the new hotel, by the way. Um, but a block down from Union Standard. So, yeah. So, who's ready for a new steakhouse? I am. And it's different than going to Cap Grill or Morton's or, you know, Eddie Merlot's or Hyde Park. Which, did you see that article this week in Post-Gazette? Which one? About that there's too many steakhouses downtown. You know what? There... I, I'm waiting for you to say the same thing that was said in the comments of it. So, there's not necessarily too many. Pittsburgh is still a meat and potatoes town. Correct. Um, I can't get the answer to that on HomePod. But the thing is, is that you have, when you, I, I worked Steakhouse for how many years? I mean, a few years. I worked, yeah. I, I worked at, a, at Eddie Merlot's for three years. I, I worked Steakhouse outside of Pittsburgh in Philly, and, and sorry, in New York and Jersey and DC. And it's, it's a great experience to work there. You make a shit ton of money. But um, when it comes down to it, Capitol Grill, Morton's, Hyde Park, Eddie Merlot's, Red, they're all pretty much the same, except uh, they have a few different, one might have a few different salad options, one might have a few different side options, one might have a few different dessert options. They interchange that way, and they're all within 50 bucks of each other. Right. Uh, it really depends on where do you feel most comfortable, and where do you feel you get the best service, where do you feel you get the best meal for your, that $200 you're going to spend on a dinner for two? I mean, 200 to and above. I mean, it depends on really what you drink, the food itself. I mean, you can eat a $100 steak or you can have a $60 ribeye. I mean... I just feel like the comment, there was a comment underneath it that was, yeah, but they're busy every day. They and are. they really are. They are. Like, they are. Like, lunchtime in those steakhouses are huge. Not only that, but the older crowd, like, loves their freaking steakhouses. Oh, oh, the Pittsburgh like, Dole. Yeah. yeah, like, Morton's is constantly packed. When you ask any, old, like, older family members where they want to go for dinner. A fancy, where a, they like, want to go for a fancy dinner? We want to get at Morton's. And Cap Grill. Like, that's it. That's all you hear. Ruth Chris, Chris just remodeled. Yeah. And I mean, Eddie's is great. Eddie's is great. I worked at Eddie's for just short of three years. It I just, really, I think really the good. article was like, and of course it threw in places like Or the Whale and stuff like that. Or the have Whales. a great steak program. They have a great But they have program. only three or four steaks. They have like four steaks cuts on there. The ribeye, strip, and uh, Wagyu tomahawk. Yeah. Ribeye. Like three or four steaks. That was it. They have a pork chop. Yeah. 
And, but they're, they're, they have a whole butcher program there. They do have an old, uh, they have their own aging programs. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, for me, Roos Chris is a glorified Outback. Mm-hmm. Um, their steaks come individually prepackaged to the restaurant from their center, distribution center. They are prime cuts, yes, but not all of them are prime. Not everything is a prime cut. There's, mm-hmm. there's only 2% of the beef in the country is prime, you know? Yeah. Um. And how many, st- shit, go to New York City, there's two Palms, there's three Mortons, there's two Cap Grills, yeah, there's I two Yeah, I disagree, New York, I, I feel like New York there's City, there's a Shula's, like, there's a steakhouse, the as old much homestead, as there, it, there's a steakhouse as much as there's a Starbucks. Oh yeah. There's, it's like, there's a Starbucks and a steakhouse right next to one another, and then you go down like two more blocks, there's another Starbucks and steakhouse in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. let's not lie about this, like, at all. I mean, and some of these places, like, Boca Granite, Chow, Granite Manhattan's huge. It's coming huge. from, like, Washington, D.C. They're known in Washington, D.C. Granite Manhattan's huge. It's, it's so much bigger than Pittsburgh. what we are, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, our downtown compared to Manhattan is, you know, because... We Manhattan, fit in the Chelsea district. Yeah. The city, <laughs> yeah. The city of Pittsburgh literally fits in the Chelsea district. And, That's and the, it. The downtown That's port, it. The downtown portion of Pittsburgh fits in the Chelsea district. But, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And, and again, I'm biased because I work steakhouse. And it's... You don't have to be biased. I just thought it was a kind of a... I don't know. I don't it's not that I think many. it's ridiculous. I just don't... I didn't see the point in, you know in the article except I, for to complain about something. Obviously. But the thing is, is they all do something com- different, too. Morton's is a wet age. Cap Girl does wet age and dry age. Eddie Merlot's mm-hmm. does dry age and wet age. I mean, it, it, it really depends. The thing that stinks, and I will say this, is that they're all chains. Uh, if we can, except for or the whale. If or you could whales. have one authentic steakhouse that's like Pittsburgh based, then I'd feel better. Like or the whale is the only one that they listed in the article that wasn't a chain. Yeah, I mean Morton's is a corporate chain. They're owned by Landry's. Darden owns Cap Grill. Uh, Red is a small chain. They only have like eight or so locations, but they're based out of Ohio, out of Cleveland. Yeah, but Eddie Merlot's only has like six. Eddie Merlot's has 12. Oh. Pittsburgh was the 10th one. Um, uh, yeah, Hyde Park has 10. You know, they're basically Ohio, PA, mm-hmm. Indiana, Illinois. Yeah. Um, I think they have 10, maybe. they might I just thought it was a ridiculous but. article. I, not ridiculous in the fact that it's right, but it ridiculous is in, like, I don't know. Like, those places are still packed. You know what? I mean, like, it, their I, restaurant, like, they are still, like, an Eddie V. Well, Eddie V's isn't considered a steakhouse. Uh, Eddie V's is, is seafood and chop house. Which, no offense. Well, yeah. We haven't been to Eddie V's yet, so I can't even speak on it. I know it's owned by Darden, yeah. so I kind of get meh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a capital girl on a seafood Well, one of our favorite chop houses, too. Chapino. Chapino. But they're not in the Golden Triangle. No, they're in the, uh, they're in the Strip. They're, but they're two blocks off the Golden Triangle. What do you think mm, about it? A little it? more, too, but, yeah. But, um... They're 23rd. I was also thinking in Washington, where we usually go. In Washington? Uh, South Point. Oh, it used to be Montana's. It's now... It's now something. Jordan's. Jordan's Chop House. Is it you want to leave the city and get a great one? It's called Jordan's. And that's a now. middle of the ro- that's a middle of the road. You're gonna be a higher 
<laughs> Let's put it this way. It says fancy, but then there's like paper tablecloths. It, it, it's, 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 it's one of those that like you're, you're going to, you're higher, higher quality and higher price point than uh, Texas Roadhouse. But you're still under the Eddie Merlot's price. You know, yeah, you think it's, it's fancy the the road. when you walk in and you look at the wine list and everything else, and then they have like paper tablecloths, and yeah. you're like, "Wait, this isn't." It's not fancy. even that high. I mean, it's it is good for what it is. It's, it's delicious for it's what delicious. it is. All right, and we're gonna drink. Look, we know we talked about Order the Whale last week, but they have an amazing new happy hour that they just debuted today. today. Um, so Order the Whale is doing a no waste happy hour. Um, this is Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. It is launched now. So 10% of sales goes to ORP, which is the Oyster Recovery Partnership in the Chesapeake to help restore, restore the oyster beds. So 10% of the sales of this menu, and this is only from 5 to 7, Monday through Friday. They do a fresh squeezed screwdriver. And then an, a cocktail called the Garden Variety, vegetable broth, Boyd and Bear, Blair vodka. Uh, I'd try it, just to try it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting looking. I saw a picture of it today. Vegetable broth, I could deal with. Tomato um, juice, no. Yeah, uh, dynamic and organic wines. So they're biodynamic and organic wines. So this is all for me because. I've done sulfate-free and organic wine lately. So they do a white, um, a bubbles, a rosé, and a red um, for wine. And then there's half-off beers, which is Yingling, 11th Hour, Things Remote, and Evil Twin Modern IPA. I'm down with that. Um, which is half-off those. And then food, they're doing half-dozen oysters, one dozen oysters, vegetable, whey chowder, parmesan grinds, crispy trout skins, um, pain Purdue, bacon jam, brown butter parsley stems, $4, broccoli and broccoli root fritters, fennel frond pistu and leek ash for $5, a charcuterie scrap, um, scrapple, scrap, naju. Baccarat's uh, oil vinaigrette and a wilted herb salad for $8. And then pork meatballs with shrimp, shell curry, and mayo for $7. Uh, so, I guess yeah. we have to go back down to where the whale. For Shots. happy hour. Find us the 5 to 7 happy hour. Next Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> woo! Looks like next Wednesday we're going to be having a happy hour down at Or The Whale. So stay tuned for our Instagram for that. Um, we're also going to be writing a full story on Or The Whale because we finally got to have dinner there um, and do the full did we experience. Talk about we did talk about it in our last episode. Um, but we're going to actually write up an article about it and just because it was so damn good. It was delicious. And summertime's coming and now it's the time to head down there and they're talking some great surprises coming up this spring and summer. So we this is just the first them, step. So. This is just the first thing. So we'll probably head back down there for their, um, for this happy hour. Well, are we ready to take a break? Yeah, we should go take You're a break. You're getting engrossed in the new hockey game that just started. Yeah, we should go take a break. I'm going to go use the little boy's room. All right. We'll be back.
Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, and we are back. It's time for events. Events, events, announcements, announcements. All right, so kicking off this weekend was Hamlet at Pittsburgh Public Theater. Are we going next week? Next week on the 26th, Thursday night is press night. So we will be there and we'll have a full review of it. So you'll still have two more weeks after that to go check it out. And since my schedule runs Thursday through Wednesday, I don't know if I can go yet or not. <laughs> it's okay if you can't. I'll spare you from Hamlet this time. Eh. It's a fun <laughs> date night, though. It is a fun date night. We always include dinner and cocktails with it, too. Yeah, so that's how you guys get to find out about some cool restaurants that we go to. <laughs> <laughs> so Hamlet is nice, and it's a great night out. I mean, the tickets are only about $30 to go, and it's a nice theater. It's a public theater. is one of the best theaters. You're supporting so. local actors. You're supporting local, local theater, local arts. Absolutely. And when you have dinner and drinks... You typically support local uh, restaurants because mm -hmm. not every re there's very few chains in downtown. Correct. Other Although I'm I'm really excited to see what Six Pine Kitchen will turn into. Uh, I'm excited to see what it turns into too. I've heard some rumblings, but I don't know for sure. I'm interested because it's a beautiful space. It just needed a good menu? Question mark. Yeah, I I heard what it may turn into. Uh, so... I don't want to hear if Deshant buys it. No. Because they already own the one whole block, and now they they're own... expanding up. Yeah. And they are in talks for three more restaurants in the next year, but, but none the, of them are in, in the downtown. Golden Town. They're all in the neighborhoods. They're all in they're all the Strip out. and Garfield. And... Did the one in Garfield open up? No, it's next. It's, it's one next. next. Yeah, because he just Lawrence. opened up Paulette Blue in Lawrenceville. Right. And there's two more after that. The chicken, or three more. There's a chicken place. Um, they're talking North Hills for one, too, I think, was the third one I read about. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> Go to South Hills. Bring something down here. <laughs> I mean, we Anyways. have that beautiful new plaza that's built across the street from Whole Foods. And half of it's empty still. And half of it's still empty. I went to, like, Hello Bistro the other night to have a burger and fries, and I was like, there's nothing in this one end of the plaza. Nothing. I wonder if the uh, other company that we don't like that has uh, several restaurants in Pittsburgh, if they pulled out of that. The Social House 7 was supposed to go in there, and it, the spot that it was supposed to go into is still empty. So I wonder if they pulled out. I don't know. That plaza doesn't see much traffic. Like, even the porch doesn't see traffic right now. But anyways, Millville Food Truck Roundup is this weekend. Is that going to be at the new food truck park? That's one of the locations. So uh, this is actually going to encompass three locations. Let me actually pull it up because they're, they listed what the locations were. Locations. So this is going to be Strange Roots, Grist House, and the Food Truck Park. There is eight. Teen food trucks, one neighborhood. Okay, so Grist House will have Pittsburgh Sandwich Society, Cole Beans, Proper Pronto, Revival Chili, and the Coop. Strange Roots will have Mr. Bulagi Korean Grill, Cousins Maine Lobster Truck. So this lobster truck is really from Maine. And they're spending the summer. They're I'm they're a so, chain. I'm so they're a up. train food truck. 
So, like, they have multiple food trucks, and it's Maine lobster rolls. Yeah, I'm Authentic so, from Maine. Yeah, I'm so down on that. Yeah, I'm more yeah, than we, down we, on that. We need to try that. that. Um, Pittsburgh Po' Boy. Pittsburgh Burrito Boss. And then at the food truck park is... From 2 to 4 will be Wise Country Biscuits, Evil Swine, Zeke's Coffee, Happy Camper Cakes. And then from 2 to 10 will be the Hala Truck. From 4 to 10 will be the Pierogi Truck, Oakmont Barbecue, Sinkers and Suds, which I found out is Coffee and Donuts. Oh. And then Pittsburgh Smokehouse. So basically, and all three are in walking distance of one another. Well, yeah, anywhere in Millville is in walking distance. So, seriously, like, if you're going to bike to the food truck park, because it's along the trail, just go to all three. April 21st from 2 to 10. So, you don't have this in the events, and I'm just going to throw it in here real quick. Okay. Um, you do know that Carnegie Science Center has that brand new Rango's Giant Cinema, right? Yes. So... Unfortunately, this Saturday, you could probably go. I can't. But one of our favorite movies is playing. What? Back to the Future. Whoa. Back to the Future is playing. Um, and it is $7.95 for Carnegie Museum members. $9.95 for non-members. Uh, 21 and plus and planning on attending on April 20th showing. Um, sounds like they're having a 21 plus night, uh, for the movie anyway, on Friday the 20th, it looks like, but back to the future. That's this Friday. Yes. That's this weekend. Oh, I did hear about this on the news, yes. on the radio. The last time they did a back to the future 21 plus night at the we were there. Center, we didn't go, but somebody we went. sent, we sent somebody, somebody, I think Amanda went, but no, uh, Missy, Missy went, um, but yeah, definitely wish I could go, because love Back to the Future. Um, and it is cheaper to buy the tickets beforehand, and if you're a member of the Carnegie Science, uh, the Carnegie family, it is also cheaper. Yes. All right, so mark your calendar, folks. This is not this weekend, it is not next weekend, it is not the weekend after, but it is coming up Millville, and we're staying with Millville. Millville Music Festival is coming up 2018. Um, May 12th, and it is Millvale. So I urge you to follow their Facebook page and their event because it is hard to keep up with all the bands and stuff that is, and we're talking at over 150 acts of music. Um, they're talking a ton of venues. There's also going to be an artist area where um, there are a few places we'll have artwork hanging. So this is a pretty big deal. Um, all Millvale basically shuts down for the day, so don't expect to drive anywhere or do anything. You can take a bike um, up and down. The venues include Gap Park, Mr. Small's, The Fun House, The War Room, Element Church, Tazadoro, Millvale Library, The Gardens of Millvale, Sedgwick, Street, Art Gallery Stage, Cousins Lounge, Strange Roots, Double L, Happy Days, Smoky Taverns, Grist House, um, Balloon Street Stage at Sidelines, VFW Post, Howard's Pub, Good Time Bar, Bar 3, P 
Panza Gallery and New Sun Rising are the venues. Um, the list of bands is absolutely ridiculous, and I can't even read them all. Um, Anybody we know in there? We know last year we had several bands that were... Bad there. Custer. That's the first name I recognize. Um, there's a lot. Day Shift. Donna O, I recognize. Um, Garter Shake. Gene the Werewolf. <gasps> Gene and the Werewolf. Oh, no, Gene the Werewolf. Oh. It is rock music and he's gorgeous. Oh. <gasps> yes, we're gonna I'm gonna have to find out where he is. Um Lo-Fi, uh Love Dumpster, uh I'm seeing a bunch here. Um Molly Alphabet's playing. Um <laughs> Uh, is Crown playing this year? I did not see them in the seas. No. Byron? No. Uh, and no Byron. So it looks like it's a little bit different from last year, because I know we got to see... Grey Walker? Grey Walker, Byron, and them last year. Um, there's no Grey Walker either. Hmm. Um, which it could just be they have another event that night or something else that wasn't able to or they are just picking different people now uh school of rock south hills sykes in the new violence that's a new band that's a band that i know um street pigeons the armadillos the bleepy things uh the delaney's the electric the good foods which are in another event this weekend um that we'll talk about here in a minute uh the struggle bus the Shiners, Those g Gorgeous Bastards, Tolupo, Veiled, Vertical 48, and Wonderment. The, yeah, that's just a few of them. I don't recognize too many of the names. Um, but. I was looking to see if Jimbo was there. Nope, Jimbo and the Supons are also not there this year. So, interesting. Um. Looks like they went kind of different bands than last year, which is good, yeah. in my opinion. The music scene here in Pittsburgh, you can't have the same bands, in my opinion. No, you can't. Uh, so, as we just mentioned, the Good Foods are in a different event this weekend at the Wiggle Barrel House opening. We have the scoop for this on our website. Um, so, you should go check that out first. Um... But they're having a pooch parade from the Cider House down to the Barrel House for the Barrel Opening. There will also be a straight single classic bourbon release and gaucho food truck. There will be a Barrel Roll Pooch Parade with the Humane Animal Rescue and the release of the um, straight bourbon. Um, tickets are on sale online. Um, the Pooch Parade, they said the registration was full. Can you, um, do me a favor while I talk about this next event? Can you look up East End's Barrel Roll? Because I believe it's this weekend or next weekend. Oh, you mean the Pedal Pale Ale? Yes. I want to say the Barrel Roll is coming up, but I 
thought I saw it. Question you, mark, question you talk mark. about the next event. I'll, I'll see what I can find. See what you can find. So also coming up in, in uh, the next week or so is Art All Night. How much fun is this event? I love Art All Night. If there is a thing I talk about the most, it's Art All Night. You've actually had... You've the had... last two years I've had art hanging in it. This year I will not be having art hanging in it. I don't have the time to drop a piece off or make a piece. Um, so I will not be participating this year, but I will be going. Because if I can go see artwork at midnight or 1 a.m. in the morning in a warehouse in Lawrenceville, I'm all down for that. It will be in the Highline Building, 198 South 4th Street. Um, 15219. Art All Night is a free 22-hour art festival featuring non-censored, non-juried artwork from hundreds of local artists. This 21-year tradition is to host is host to children's and on-site collaborative activities and art auction, live bands, and dance performances. Saturday, April 28th at 4 p.m. to Sunday 29th at 2 p.m. So, so you get this right. You can go in the middle of the night. Our latest time that we've been there is like 1 a.m. in the morning we, or something. We've, no, we went, no. Last year, I worked till 2. We went after I got out of work. That's true. So, there will be merchandise to purchase. You can purchase the artwork. Throughout the night, guests can participate in bands and acts. On-site artists will collaborate to create a work of art. Uh, uh, excuse me. A live art auction will be held on Sunday, April 29th, and gives guests a chance to bid on the pieces during the 22-hour period. So, if you like local art, it's really kind of a fun night. Um, it, again, like the last few years, they've had it in the same warehouse. This looks like a new place. Um... And I'm trying to pull up the map here. Oh, it's going to be in Southside this year. That's interesting. Before you hit Southside. So 4th Street on the South Shore this time. It's typically in Lawrenceville. This will be a new warehouse. So that's something new. Where's that at? Look at that. It is all the way like past Station Square. Like, there's Mamma Mia's Pizzeria and... Wait, Art All Nights in Station Square? No, down from Station Square. Past Venture Outdoors and that whole... Past Terminal Way. So it's not in Lawrenceville? No, it's in South... It's on your way to Southside. Why? I don't know. I mean, this whole area here is all new warehouses that are being renovated. Like, this Terminal Way is where, like, there's a photography printer there and everything else it's kind of neato there so i could see that being a big this whole place is being built up now along in that area so that's where it is now folks no longer in lawrenceville what Hopefully it would be better for parking then no like, it's not look where it's at in south i will park at fucking station square and walk over that's only like five blocks i'll park at station square and walk uh or you could take the T. Well, I'll take the T and walk the five blocks. Yeah. Like, 
Why did they move it out of Lawrenceville, though? I don't know. But I'm thinking the parking might be a little bit better. If I could park at Station Square and walk or take the trolley and get off and walk the four blocks, I'm fine with that. I really am. Yeah, because, I mean, if you get the trolley off at Station Square, you only have to walk to the end of the parking lot, and it's four, it's three and a half blocks. I'm still trying to figure out why they moved out of Lawrenceville. Maybe that building's finally falling over or something. <laughs> like, maybe that warehouse, that empty, big-ass <laughs> warehouse that had the railroad... It was kind of scary. I was, like, I'm very cautious. I rolled my ankle. It. You know how much I roll my ankle? Like, every time I went to art all night, I would, like, tiptoe and watch my feet more than I looked at the artwork because I was afraid I was going to trip and fall over in front of everybody. And also take out, like, a big art display. True story. True story. But, like, that warehouse was kind of creepy and scary. Yes, absolutely. So did you find information? Because I could have sworn it's this weekend. It is. Oh my god, Eason's cake ride is the cake ride is this weekend. So yeah, it's Saturday, April twenty first. So you know this is like kinda like the first sign is is it is it is the twenty first this weekend? Yeah. It is shit. Yeah it is. Uh, I'm so many days off. I don't know. Um so Saturday, April twenty first, two thousand eighteen, nine thirty AM to one PM. It is the keg ride. Um, yes, can you believe that they've been doing this for 14 years? Not to be confused with the other unusual Pittsburgh ride, the Dirty Dozen, uh, where riders compete to reach the top of Pittsburgh's steepest hills. Uh, those guys at East End take a slightly different approach by a slow rolling process, avoiding as many hills as possible, and pulling hundreds of pounds of fresh beer. Here's the standard, and, uh, here's the standard ride and detail info for you. Um, the ride, since they opened back in 2005, they've been spreading the word about what it means to operate a near a near to zero waste environmentally sustainable brewery. They've been doing it uh, well by delivering the very first pedal pale ale kegs of the season in a unique way by bicycle on Saturday morning, April 21st, 2018, East End Brewing. We'll set off with a few kegs and hundreds of good friends to mysterious destination to debut this year's Pedal Pale Ale. The trip will be slow, meandering, and maybe a little surprising, especially the secret destination. And of course, can we buy you a beer? Everyone that rides for your first beer is on East End Brewing. The more riders, the more beer we'll have to pull, but we'll take care of that part for you. Here's the particulars. 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. sign-in. 11 a.m. departure. Arrival at destination likely between 12 and 1. It is this Saturday the 21st, and you are starting at East End Brewery at 147 Julius Street in Pittsburgh. That would be the corner of Homewood, I believe. Um, destination, you've got a ride to find out. The return trip, you're on your own. Distance is 6 to 11 miles. The pace, gentle, slow, and remember that part about pulling kegs? Um, registration is $25. There is no day of ride registration. So you have to register by Friday. Uh, in order so to if you're get hearing in. this, you have till tomorrow, basically. Yes. Um, or today. You will get you know, a commemorative so. East End Brewing uh, keg ride glass to call your very own. Uh, be sure to bring a bag or a busboy to carry it home. Uh, a t-shirt. Grab a keg ride t-shirt for just 15 bucks to have them printed in time. You'll need to register uh, before the first, so you've already missed that. Um, $25 for online registration. There will be no day of registration again. Uh, registration does end this Friday uh, at noon. 
No refunds or transfers, but you know your funds will go to a good cause. But you can go watch. Yes, and they are working on finalizing this. Stay tuned. Want to pull a keg? Feeling strong and want to pull a full keg at the front of the ride? Email Nordy at Nordy. Uh, email Nordy. Nordy at eastendbrewing.com. And for two hundred dollar donation, you can uh, king keg for a, you can be the king keg for a day. Um, can kids come? Yes, but be advised that this is a ride in open city streets, and of course, the kids do not get a beer at the end of the ride. Maybe a root beer though. Uh, tell everyone you know, as we do lots of events every year, beer dinners, festivals, volunteer days. This ride is probably my uh, most favorite ride event of the year. It's a great excuse to get out, uh, bike with your good friends for a day of group riding, uh, some good food, some good fun, some good beer, and of course, a good cause. So seriously, tell everyone you know about this, and uh, the more people we have, the more money we will raise, the more fun it will be, and we'll see you on the ride. Cheers from Scott at East End Brewing. So yeah. We always just went and watched it. Like, I, I remember last year, yeah, I don't so, like somebody paddle. caught me, or somebody caught a video of the friends from Pembury, like, going and helping with it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so you can always go and watch. It's it's definitely something fun. Um, and last but not least, our event, this is coming up on May 4th. It is time for the Spring Zoo Brew. So they always hold one in the fall and one in the spring. This is the spring one. This is called Zoo Brew Spring Hops. It is out at the Pittsburgh Zoo and PPG Aquarium. You can get your tickets online. Um, 21 plus event. Take party animals through the village, garden tent, and PNC Pavilion while they'll enjoy <coughs> 60 plus craft beer samples. Delicious bites curated by the zoo's exclusive caterer. Taste and live entertainment. Plus, all guests receive a commemorative tasting mug. Pre-sale begins the 12th, March 12th. And regular ticket sales begin March 16th. So Tickets are $63 per person. Must be 21 So this might be a fun one to go to because uh, a lot of the beer geeks and beer guys and stuff are also Star Wars geeks. And it happens to be on May the 4th. It is May the 4th, yeah. So, you may see some, like, Star Wars They themed. don't list what breweries are there. They don't list what breweries are there? Mm-mm. Yeah, well. Not everybody's perfect. Not really, but they're showing pictures of food, and oh my god. Amanda's contemplating her decisions on gluten-free and new red meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just basing my decision on how much I love the zoo. This is cool. I, I I love going to the zoo. So they've always been a big supporter of Bold, and we're a big supporter of them. Um, so I, I'm all about that. All right, we're going to take one last break, and then we've got about six minutes to pound out the he said, she said um, this week. So hang tight, and we'll see you here in about 30. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, and we're back. All right, here we go, folks. It is time for... He said. She said. And this week, we toiled over so much. There was a talk about a $2,000 vibrator. 
There was. You have you know, way too much bloody money. Um. Yeah. If you have a two thousand dollar vibrator, there's something going on there. Um. But this article we came across on Bustle, which we've covered one of their articles before. The ten things you learned in sex ed that are actually toxic. So. We went to these pretty quiet, small high schools. Yeah. We really did. My graduating class was 78 kids. Mine was 90. Yeah. So we literally were like under 100 kids. Everybody knew everybody else. Everybody knew everybody's bullshit. And we dated in high school. We went to rival high school. So it was basically like everybody knew everybody else. Like it was funny because when we started dating again, we had like now in our 30s, I had to run down everybody in your high school that I dated so that I didn't feel like I was guiltily not telling you. And I didn't really care. And you didn't really care. And like, then oh, I still even asked you. Ago. And I still you. even asked you like any Avonworth girls other than me. And you're like, no. <laughs> so. No, no. Yeah. All right. So yeah, rival high schools. You know, you hate each other on Friday, and you and you party with each other Saturday. Yeah, pretty much. I decided that I didn't want to date inside of Avonworth. Yeah, well. I mean, I dated a few, but they were older than me. I mostly dated Northgate guys and a few North Hills guys because I just didn't want to date in my high school. We should talk. We should talk dating. Rituals later. Alright, so 10 things you learned in sex ed that are actually toxic. So sex ed was very interesting in my school. It was taught by the gym teacher. So was ours. Okay. Yeah, the phys ed teachers taught health class and also. Yeah, I don't really get ed. that. Yeah. I don't really get that. Okay, so, and we had one semester that was sex ed? Like, it wasn't even a whole year. It was like six months and that was it. No, ours was a quarter. So yours was three Cause, months cause, of sex ed, and that cause was we it. Because we did, like, because you had half a year of phys ed, then you had half a year of health class, and that health class, like, a quarter of it was done on sex ed. I think it was, like, ninth grade, and that was it. I just remember there was some very weird stuff talked about, like, and my sister actually went to the principal about the fact that they were talking about bestiality in mine. But literally, like, when I was taught that same sex ed, like, three years earlier, they mentioned it, like, once. And it was just a form of sex where people had sex with animals. And I was like, and I didn't Which even believe illegal. that was actually true. I was like, that probably doesn't even exist. And literally, it was on the news, like, a couple months ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. I, I shouldn't laugh because it's a horrible thing, but it's weird. Like, it's just, it was weird. Anyways... So basically, the number one thing is, first off the bat, is basically everything is about virginity. The entire sex ed class was about virginity. And I feel like they were trying to scare you from having sex in your high school. Yeah. Like, when, what grade was yours? Ninth. Mine was eighth, because we went seventh through twelfth. We went seventh through twelfth, but we did, ours might have been eighth. So ours was eighth grade. We had sex ed. Yeah. And it was, like, all about do not have sex. Like, your virginity is sacred to you. Yeah. The whole abstinence thing. and Well, that comes later on. Also, STIs are shameful. Well, first of all, STIs and STDs, like, I don't think they're, like, shameful. But you don't go around talking about them. Like, other than to your partner. 
Yeah, you don't bring that up to, like... Like, I wouldn't go and giggle to my girlfriends if I had one. Yeah. I would tell my partner, and that would be it. Yeah, like, hey, you might want to go see a dog. But, yeah. Yeah, I... I, yeah, you, you don't be... STIs are kind of shameful, and you shouldn't have them, but... Uh, but it's also, STIs are scary, don't have sex as a stigmata. It really is. It is. It is. There's, 90, there's protection. 90% of them now... Well, first of all, there's protection, and 90% of them now are, like, curable with antibiotics. Yes. In a weekend. Yeah. So, like... You're gonna shot... Yeah, you go get a shot or a Z-Pack, and, like, Monday you're all better. Yep. So, really, like, I wouldn't... I, I don't know. I was girl Friday night. Saturday started funny shit. Sunday was like, oh, God, took a Z-Pack, and I was good to go on Monday. Yeah. Like, honestly. um, uh, This one was kind of interesting, number three. LGBTQ sex isn't worth learning about. So, when I was younger, they didn't yeah, talk they, about yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't talked about when we were in school. And we were but in school. And, and we were only in school 20 years I ago. No. Like, our parents, they really didn't talk about that shit. Right. And I'm trying to think, like, they did talk about homosexuality. Yeah, they talked they about homosexuality. But they didn't talk about, like, the logistics. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. They says, and there's homosexuality. That's where a man fucks a man and a woman fucks a woman. And... That's all we're going to cover about that right now. And you yeah, shouldn't like do it. Yeah, like, they didn't really go into it. Um, and they were like, and you shouldn't do it. And whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they were very much so, like, it didn't happen in my school, even though I feel like a few people were closeted. Oh, yeah. And our high school is very tough. Be and I feel the same way about your high school, because a lot of people came out in your high school after graduation that I knew. And I was like... The whole way through high school, they dated the opposite sex, but then after high school, they were like, no, I really just didn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. And I felt the same way about my high school, too, is that there were a bunch of people who were, like, nor like dating the opposite sex and, like, quote-unquote, like, normal. Well, there's one guy throughout. that I didn't talk to or see for, like, 15 years, and then you and I started hanging out again and whatnot and ran into him at a bar and talking to him he's like oh yeah it's my boyfriend I'm like wait, wait, wait a minute what like you were like stud football player and the stud baseball yeah. player and this that and the other thing and you and come to find out he really didn't hook up with a whole lot of women like everybody thought he did yeah and so forth i mean he did hook up with a couple of chicks but not like everybody thought he did it was yeah like i just i just remember it just not being a thing and yeah, my school. it was it wasn't a thing like, it it wasn't a thing at all. It's only been the last, like, ten years where it's been, like, a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, asexuality isn't... That asexuality isn't a thing. Um, everyone experiences sexual tra attraction. Meet an asexual person and you'll understand that that is not true. So, asexual are people who, what, don't, asexuality is a topic that doesn't receive a lot of research or funding to learn more. We do know that folks that are asexual are not broken and have perfectly normal sex response, even though if their sexual response isn't on the top half. I don't even know what asexual I believe that's, is. Uh, I believe that's where you only have sex with yourself. 
I don't know for sure, but I think that's what it is. I, there is nothing wrong with having sex or sexual relation orientation that doesn't center around sexual and or romantic connection. So, I, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit. <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little confused on what that is. Yeah, so Amanda's going to... Oh! So without sexual feeling or associations. So this could go kind of the same way as biological. You don't have sex organs. So it's a person who has no sexual feeling or desires. So that was actually a lot of people in my high school. <laughs> like, they just didn't care for it. Yeah, well, you know. Um... And there were some people in my high school who cared for it too much. Uh, 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 yeah, me too. That there's only one real kind of sex. Okay, so this actually, yes, we talked only about vaginal penetration a lot. Yes. A lot. Not about oral, not about anal. Correct. None of that. Like, it was touched on, but nothing that was like... It really talked about. Yeah, it was It was like, um, and the penis enters a vagina, and that's how it works. And then a baby comes nine months later, or an STD the next morning. That's how I felt my sex ed Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, they didn't really ever talk about, like, oral sex or anal sex or any of that other type of, you know, losing it. Yes, that's true. So, um, abstinence solves everything. Ugh. Abstinent was so beat in our head. Yes. It was beat. And, and I, I went to Catholic school for the first couple years. You know, up until third grade. So that was really <laughs> pounded in there. <laughs> Literally. Oh. Ours was mostly like a fear tactic. Like yeah. the only way you can't get pregnant and you can't get an STD. And it was still the 90s, so everybody was still having the big AIDS fear. Yeah, yeah. That it was like the only way you can't get anything is yeah, to early, never yeah. have sex until yeah. you're married. It was, the early like, it was the early 90s. It was the early 90s. Mm -hmm. It came right after the AIDS fear, the, the late 80s and everything. And they're like, the only way you can't get AIDS is if you don't have sex. If you have sex, you're going to get AIDS. Right. Like, look at Freddie Mercury. It's like, what? Wait a minute. Yes. So, abstinence solved everything. Consent is a separate issue. Now, this is more nowadays because consent was a very blurred line when we were in school. Yeah. It really was. Um, you want to talk about, like, consent now? is like a woman literally has to look a guy in the face and be like, yes, this is happening. Please, let's do this. And then it's consent. Um, whereas back then it was, there wasn't really much kind of like consent talk going on. Like rape had become a very new thing when we were in high school. Yeah, it was. And, and it was date like rape was even newer. Like drugs and being drugged and stuff like that was very, very new. And rape was very new. Like, I remember when they first started talking about it. Like, we were in high school. Yeah, it was uh, definitely 
knew then. And, and a lot of guys had a lot of uncomfortable talks with their fathers when that happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, no means no. But no also means yes. No. <laughs> Because every once in a while, you did, you had, and then date rape was even worse, because date rape and the date rape drug came out, and that was GHB, just, yeah. oh my god, that was even worse. That was even worse. So, back then, the consent talk didn't exist in sex ed, at all. No, it didn't. Because rape and that wasn't even a thing. Like, at, at, like that was talked about at all. Yeah, it's definitely changed over the years. Um, we were always told as guys, like, no means no. You're with a chick, and she's like, no, I don't want to do this. You back off, um, and you don't go any further. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, you think of some some random movies that were out that were very popular when we were in school, like, um, uh, no, I can't think of the name of it. It was right there, and now it's gone. Uh but anyway, it was it was fatal a, attraction. No, nah, it was a it was it was it was, it was a, uh, a football movie. But you know, where all the right like, moves. Yeah, we're not that old. We're old, but not that old. No, uh, but it was uh, you know where the where the one football player was all jacked up on steroids and everything, and he was like six six and just ripped, and then it was like this like four foot five chick, and you know that that was like you don't want to be that guy and. Whatever else like that. You know. I just remember all the uncomfortable movies, too. Oh, those uncomfortable movies were horrible. It's like trying... It's like... Like Johnny Football asked out the cheerleader, but the cheerleader doesn't do that. But uh, Yeah, those movies are like watching those stupid corporate training films. Yes. Yes. So, um... If you've ever worked in a corporate restaurant, you know what we're talking about. Number eight, that sex ed is totally separate than other types of education. I kind of agree with this because it was like a separate three months or six months. And it was different than like health and like nutrition. Like I didn't learn later on that like the Fuji can change how your orgasm tastes yeah. until college. Like, I didn't learn that the correct nutrition could help your sex life until, like, college. Yes. When I started reading more Cosmopolitans. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that. Because they kept it all separate. Yeah, they kept it. They didn't tell you the good stuff. Well, no, of course not. Why would they They didn't tell, tell you to, like, drink thing? pineapple juice and so forth and, you know. It's, yeah, so that's what they really didn't tell you. Number nine, that sex toys aren't part of sexual health. They are. They are now. They are I will now. tell you, when we were in high school, we went through sex ed. Sex toys weren't talked about nope, at all. they were not. And if you went to the adult mart on McKnight Road, in which was around when we were in high school, you kind of either didn't talk about it or you were you had to be over 18 first of all to go in there. And second of all like it just I remember like my high school boyfriend taking me in there. Yeah, the adult morning on midnight. Yeah, yeah, you had to be over 18 to go in and and it was kind of like But even my like But 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 going when we were in high school and going through sex ed that they didn't talk about any of this. It was like, whoa. Yeah. It was like, what is that? Will you do what with that? 
And I don't even think, like, I fully understood until I was married. Because I didn't even own one until I was married. Yeah. I didn't own one all through college. I didn't own one at all until later years of my marriage. And now, now. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't own one. Any of them. Like, any type of toy. Exactly. I mean, that, now it's, now they're plentiful. And I remember my high school boyfriend taking me in Adult Mart, and I was just like, we didn't even go in and buy one. We bought different condoms because we were just like, oh, let's experiment with a little bit of fun, and let's not get Trojans tonight. Let's get something different. And it was like studded condoms. Yeah. That had Now like, you can buy those at fucking CVS. Walmart. <laughs> All right, number 10, that once sex ed is over, you're done learning. Wrong. This, uh, <laughs> this I definitely am also in agreement with because I will tell you, like I said, I learned more the years after from Cosmopolitan and then in college with experimenting and then in my married years with was more self-love because my marriage was loveless. And then... Um, and now, like, I learned more in each different stage. Like, now also, sex isn't very taboo anymore, so I, like, like, I love listening to podcasts about sex. I follow about three sexologists now on Instagram and listen to their podcasts and read their blogs. I read Cosmopolitan every month, still. I read Cosmopolitan since high school. I've... Yeah, and there's also what, what, and experimentation and see, research. And, and the whole thing is, is, is honestly, you're never done learning, ever. It doesn't matter if it's sex ed, it doesn't matter if it's math, it doesn't matter if it's history, it doesn't That's matter. Very if it's, profound. It doesn't sir matter. Steve. It doesn't matter if it's life lessons. Like you're never done learning at all. I mean, Steve, that was very profound of you. You learn. I, I learn something new every day, usually. Do you? Yeah. What did Steve learn today new? You got to try new food today, but you didn't get to learn anything new, did you? I did learn something new today. Gluten-free breadcrumbs can't be made in olive oil? Well, (laughs) that was a... Well, yeah, (laughs) potentially. No, I learned that if I didn't roll my wrists... The right way. The if I rolled my wrist the wrong way, I would hook the ball. But <laughs> but no. Also, I did learn that you know, huh? Maybe I should. I, we were out of regular frying oil, so I mean, you know, whatever. But so I use olive oil to saute. But, I just I feel like it, you never stop learning. Like I learned a lot more about my sex life and as your body after. gets older and as your body develops it changes. it changes it absolutely changes because i will tell you what like i wasn't into the whole like like self-love thing in college like everybody else was um and it's definitely not something that we talked about like we didn't discuss with my girlfriends like sex toy parties and stuff didn't that was like taboo you didn't do that unless you were like a bachelorette yeah like until i was like later on in my marriage 
And then I was like, oh, a sex toy party? That sounds fantastic. I can replace him. Right? Totally. <laughs> all right, folks. We are all done um, for the night. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us, listening to us. And um, wait to follow us on the blog to find out what we thought about um, going to Photo Chow. Uh, and also, we'll talk about it next week, obviously. Get down to uh, Or the Whale. Check out their new uh, sustainable happy hour. Mm -hmm. You know. Absolutely. All right, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in to us. Check us out at BoldPGH on Twitter, BoldPittsburgh on Facebook and Instagram, and always at BoldPGH.com. Listen to us always at theriversedgepgh.com or every Wednesday at 9 a.m. at the Rivers Edge radio station. Have a great weekend. Thank you.